Welcome in to another edition of the Boss Seekers Talking Sports Podcast. I'm Chris. That's Daniel. Yo! And this week we're going to hit all the top stories from the sports world and a little bit of pop culture. Um, now, before we start, we'll do the obligatory Twitter plugs. I am at CR Drubert. Daniel, you are? I'm at Daniel underscore Cabrera9. And you can follow the show at Box Kickers Pod. With that, we'll go ahead and jump into our catching up since we like to do that before we start the sports. So, Daniel, how are you doing? I am doing well. I am still working on the house. Wife has me doing all kinds of stuff. Kids want me in the pool. Got to mow the grass. Got to do this. Got to do that. It's it's hard uh, trying to find time for all this stuff, but uh, I make it work. I'm tired the next day, but it's fine. What's up with you? I kind of fell into your world this weekend, as you saw on Facebook. I, I did. A, I had to build a swing set. I hope you got a good nap in after that, because you were out in the sun for the most part. <laughs> well, it, we had it comes in two parts. It has a swing set, and it has like a little play thing on the side that you have to build, and that's the more time intrusive one. Yeah. And so my goal was just to power through all day and get it done. And then, uh, of course, my wife wouldn't call me in for lunch. And then she had to go do a work meeting for about two hours. And then next thing I know, I'm, I'm, I've am I'm had like a three-hour break and my body's tightening up. And then I was like, <laughs> I'm like looking at the instructions. I'm like, uh, yeah, this is going to have to wait for another day because I'm not yeah. going to be out here until 8 o'clock at night working on this thing. <laughs> I remember building my daughter's playground and it took forever good thing i had help from uh my father-in-law but man it took so long my head was hurting from being out in the sun for so long it was it was a bad day <laughs> but, yeah, but it's done i had all my tools and all the screws and bolts all on the patio so that way when i'm looking at the instructions i'm in the, in the shade yeah and then i go out there <laughs> once i got the pieces ready to go but yeah it was it was it was fun because uh, my wife was out there with my daughter they're playing our little kiddie pool we have a little garden out there, so they're working in the garden a little bit. Uh, my daughter came over a few times to try to help me with the wrench. She actually yeah. she actually uh, came over at the perfect time, and she was able to actually get one of the bolts in. Uh, I, I let her hold the wrench, and she actually got the bolts in, so it was pretty good for a two-and-a-half-year-old. She's stronger than you, or what? For, I think she is stronger than <laughs> you. So, um, yeah. yeah, other than that, I mean, um, then last night, once we were all tired, we kind of got caught up on our TV shows. And so, um, as you know... Um, as our listeners know, we're a big Walking Dead fan uh, for the two of us. And so we had the Negan episode. I thought it was great. Um, they kept He kept his dark side hidden during that, especially because he felt guilty about cheating on his wife while she was mm-hmm. sick. With her friend. Although, uh, with her friend. And then once uh, once he found out she was sick, though, he became like the perfect person. Yeah. Um, you could tell You could tell deep down inside he had a dark side. And his wife kind of did, too. With her out there killing the walkers with her little IV bag going with her chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I think being delayed coming back home with the medicine by that gang, uh, he got back there. His wife had taken her life. And I think that's when full Negan came out. Yeah, and full Negan mode. They, uh, it was very symbolic at the end there because with him burning the baseball bats, not just because it broke, but just because he's trying to leave that part of him behind. Yeah. I think it's very symbolic. I think we're going to see the Negan we saw in this episode. He's going to be more compassionate, but at the same time, don't cross him because he'll, he'll fight you in a bar if you talk through his wife's song type situation. So, <laughs> um, well, overall, what did you think about the episode? 
I thought it was great. The best episode they say for last um, yeah. compared to the other ones. And is Negan, is Negan going to gain the trust of Maggie is, is his next storyline for the most part. I, I think um, something's going to happen. I think he will. Um, I think it's going to be a big thing to have to happen, but it's going to be hard. Does he save them in some sort of uh, predicament that they're in or like, what does he do? Uh, I'm excited, man. I know it comes back in when June, July, I think June, June. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The thing I'm afraid of though, I think in order to redeem himself, I think he's going to sacrifice himself somehow. You think he dies? I mean, it's the final season. Um, I, I think, I think he'll sacrifice. I think he'll be like that big shock. Wow. Oh my God. Cause it's been a while since we've had a shocking death. We've had deaths, but we've had a shocking major character that we care about death for a long time. Yeah. Although AMC did hint that they want some sort of like Negan prequel of some sort. Yeah. Um, after that episode, it was good. I enjoyed it. I, I, I'm curious. Cause I, again, I was going to bring up that, that prequel as well, because where, where are they going to go with it? Cause we basically saw the whole thing with him and his wife. I, now that couldn't have lasted too long because obviously she was sick mm-hmm. and she had a treatment. So that could have been maybe two years worth of them hiding out in their house. Yeah. So you can't really do much with that. I mean, do we want, is it free walking dead where you see a sleazy guy sleeping around on his wife? Again, we already know that storyline. So if they do a prequel, I want to see post bar scene when he, he kills the, the gang leader uh-huh. until whenever Rick and his group show up. I want to see that storyline because you could go years with that. Where he goes after that and how he forms the, uh, the saviors, saviors and all that. How he recruits um, the blonde chick came back. Uh, one of his leading, um, like assistant leaders, that blonde chick. I believe she died because she was a part of the group post savior. She was part of, I think, Alexandria, and I think she had died last season or the season before with the whisperers. Yeah, Beta um, stabbed her. Yeah, yeah. And she was toast because she ripped off his part of his mask. So yeah. but you can have her come back. You can bring Dwight back into the fold with his wife, Dwighty uh, boy. Depending on what happens with Fear the Walking Dead, um, they wanted Dwighty Boy in this episode, yeah. um, but yeah. uh, scheduling conflicts with Fear the Walking Dead, they they decided to bring back um, the blonde. But, but I mean, Scott Scott M. Gimple controls mm, Gimple. the universe. <laughs> hey, let him have a break from filming and come over there. Come on, yeah, make it better. Uh, uh, but yeah, but I mean, I I I love the episode. Um, I think of the ones that came back, this is my favorite with Princess's episode being number two. Mm-hmm. Um, but overall, it was it was great. So um, I look forward to them possibly doing Negan spinoff. Um, I love Jeffrey Dean Morgan as an actor. He's been in so many of my favorite shows. Now, he's never been like from beginning to end in most of these shows, but he always yeah. bring, brings characters that you really like into these shows. So. He's a really good actor. Um, Plus, he's in that new scary movie that came out. That? Uh, I forgot what it was called, but he's in the, um, it's like a scary movie that came out like Easter weekend or something like that. Okay. Uh, I can't remember what it's yeah. called. Yeah. yeah. Come on theaters and all that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, then the other show I watched and I know you read it, you haven't watched it yet, but Falcon uh, and the Winter yeah. Soldier. Um, what, okay. You've said you've read it. So whatever you read on there. So I'll let you go first. Um, I read that. Well, you said towards the end, but uh, Captain America had killed a guy in uh, broad daylight. 
super soldier. Um, he killed a super soldier. He killed a super soldier. Yeah. So is he getting? I feel like he's getting a little jealous because Falcon and Winter Soldier aren't really wanting to team up with him because they really don't think he deserves that shield. And the Winter Soldier wants Falcon to get that shield back because it was uh, Steve Rogers at one point. And, and um, I, I, I believe it's, it belongs to Steve Rogers. It's his. Uh, John Walker, the, the new Cap, is jealous because no one's respecting him as Cap. Yes. Um, and I don't know if you read it in the in the uh, in your little thing, but the reason why he was able to kill the Super Soldier is because he got the last vial of Super Soldier serum that was not destroyed by Zemo. Okay. And so he he is now a Super Soldier. Cap. So the new Cap is now a Super Soldier as well. Okay. Um, the, you could tell, you, you'll watch it. He's, he's, after he takes it, he has all these little twitches mm-hmm. and it, I, I equate it to like the walkers, like walking dead where he's allowing this to take over him. And, uh, I'm gonna look it up real quick. So there's two things that stand out to me from this episode to the original captain America movie. Um, the first thing was, uh, let me find the... Um, whenever the scientist was recruiting him, he says, whatever happens tomorrow, you must promise me one thing that you will stay who you are, not a perfect soldier, but a good man. Mm-hmm. So we know in Captain America, the first Avenger, he was this weak little guy yeah. and he was a good, humble person. John Walker is the perfect soldier. I mean, he's uh, decorated. He's a war hero. This quote goes back to that because we know with him being a perfect soldier, he's letting, he may not have been a good man. He may have done a lot of good things in the army, but mm-hmm. he wasn't a good man. And it's coming out now that he's got the super serum. And the reason I stands out is because his other quote, the serum amplifies everything that is inside. So good becomes great, which is uh, Steve Rogers. Bad becomes worse, which is John Walker. This is why you were chosen because the strong man who knows power all his life may lose respect for that power, but a weak man knows the value of strength and knows compassion. Yeah. So I think they're doing a very good job of taking what we heard about why they chose Steve Rogers and why the government chose John Walker. Because if you remember back to that movie, they wanted to choose a guy like John Walker to be the first Avenger. Mm -hmm. It was the fact that they had to campaign against Steve Rogers because of his compassion and being a good man. Um, so, and I, and I will tell you the other thing about when you watch the episode, and you, you probably noticed it in the other ones here, uh, there was some rewriting done on this. And it's, it's the longer we go, this more obvious to me. Um, the actions of the group don't really match some of the speeches that they're said. Um, and th- I, I looked into this after kind of having this, like wondering what's going on with the writing. They had to rewrite it because the, as we know, the Flag Smashers want to return the world back to the way it was before or during the blip, right? The blip, yep. How are they going to do without their current actions? They aren't really explaining that, right? Mm-hmm. Well, in the original version of the show, they release a virus. Now with COVID, you can't really release that. Right <laughs> so, bad timing. Very bad timing. So, and I think that's one of the reasons why this got delayed till after One Division because of the rewrites. Yeah. Um. Uh, the. With that being said, 
like you'll see in this episode, um, uh, Mari or whatever the, the female character's name is, she's giving a speech, and this guy kind of has like this little worried look on his face. To me, that tells me that they're going to release a virus mm-hmm. versus, oh, we need to separate Falcon and Winter Soldier and Cap so we can we can defeat him so we can separate him. His reaction was not warranting what she was saying. Yeah, and so um, I'm noticing that more. And now that I know that there's rewrites in there, it's very interesting to see this. Um, I'm interested to see how this would have been like with, with the original storyline, but obviously with COVID and how sensitive it is, and Disney's not going to want to touch that pandemic with 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 what's going on. So, um, but yeah, it's, it was interesting to see that. And then the one one final thing, and I think you had mentioned it uh, before, there's a cameo that's supposed to be in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not sure who it's going to be, obviously, because Marvel is very secretive about this stuff. Um, I saw some reports, like the writer says he would love to see this. It's a very grounded character. It's a Marvel character. And they, they think that this person would be very good to be seen with like Thor, which doesn't really give you much to work with. Yeah, I saw a couple of the reports say that this is a character we have not seen before. And this is also a character not going to be using in the future movies or currently planned to be used in the future movies. So it's almost like this is going to be a one-off character that may be used in the future, may not be. So uh, do you have any guesses of who it could be? I do not, but would you rather have it be somebody that you kind of know or somebody that you don't really know to catch the people's attention? It has to be a well-known character if you want to, because most people are going to be like, uh, like uh, on Agatha, Agatha on WandaVision. No one knew who Agatha was. Yeah, who was that? Just an annoying neighbor? Uh, but she was a major character. So with this being a minor character, it's like, uh, So who could know. it be? Um, I, 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 now, I, now, I've seen a lot of theories, and a lot of the little rules have already thrown this one out there. But I would love, I would love for it to be old Cap. Now, we've seen it before. But he's not going to be used in the future, most likely. But I would love for them to be able to get cameo in there of old Steve Rogers out there. It's not going to be that. It's going to probably be some character like Achilles or some character that we don't really know about. But <laughs> I mean, I I don't I don't know who it could be at this point. I'm I think gonna... they're just pulling our chain. They they're just playing with us, just like they did with Wandavision yeah. or uh, uh, what Vision did in the interview yeah. with. He wanted to work with somebody, and it ended up being the the White Vision and. Now, Honestly, be- I have no, I have no idea. I don't, this I can't even throw a name. This episode supposed to be, I think, a little over an hour, so it's your borderline movie quality at that point. So, um, I, I don't know. I, I... And then that the, the the episode after that's the finale, right? Yeah, yeah. This is the second last episode. So, okay. Most shows when they have the second last episode, they have like a big reveal or a big uh, yeah. event on there, and so I, I think it's going to be probably the best episode of the of the series, and I. I like this past episode, I think it was the best episode so far. Just like the episode before that, that was the best episode. So I like how they're progressively getting better and better as they go along. Yep. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, um, I have no idea where they're going to go with the character on it, but I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing who, who it's going to be, you know? Oh, yeah. It's always cool to see uh, cameos or big surprises. Yeah. Hopefully it's not a letdown, though. That's what I'm saying. You don't think it's going to be like a, another boner joke? <laughs> let them, let, maybe they'll have Evan Peters out there and it's going to be another boner <laughs> every Disney Plus series will have him in it or it could be a flashback I don't know we'll see I don't know it's, there's there's also people speculating it could be someone from the Black Widow movie 
because technically that was supposed to come out before the show. Yeah. Maybe David uh, Habar or whatever his name is, uh, Stranger Things guy. Stranger Things Sheriff. Yeah. Maybe uh, I think he plays the Red Guardian. I think is his yeah. name. That'll be now, cool. Most people think he's going to die in, in Black Widow, and most of the trailers make it look like it's not going to go well for him, but. I would I wouldn't mind seeing him in there. As a isn't he, like isn't a, isn't he like a Russian guy? Yeah, he's like the Russian Captain America. They going all over Russia or whatever, so why not? Yeah, we'll see. Maybe maybe it'll be an old version of him because, as we know, he's kind of older already in Black Widow, which I believe takes takes place in the nineties, eighties, nineties. Yeah, yeah. So um, maybe we'll see an older version of him as a quick cameo, and then we'll that way we'll know he'll survive in Black Widow. So yeah, I'm excited. Um, all right. Um, anything else you've watched or anything else that stands out before we move forward, move on to the sports? Uh, no, I haven't really watched any movies lately. Um, no, I just been watching baseball pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. That's all I see you tweet anymore. It's <laughs> <laughs> yeah. baseball season. All right. Well, we'll move over into the sports world. We're going to start uh, by uh, covering the, uh, NCAA national championship. As we know, Baylor won, um, not really a surprise because they were the number two overall seed. I think the surprise was how much they dominated from the tip against Gonzaga. Mm-hmm. Um, everyone thought Gonzaga was the most complete team. I don't know why anyone ever chooses Gonzaga to win the tournament because they just can't do it. Uh, uh, me. <laughs> exactly. So You know, and I, and I tell myself, I'm done. I'm done picking Gonzaga to win, go to the championship. Never happens. I'm officially done. Not picking Gonzaga next year. And they'll probably win next year. They'll probably win it. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Well, that, that was me with Villanova for so many years. I always chose Villanova to win it all, get the Final Four, and they'd always go out in the first weekend. And then the year I said, you know what? No, they're out. They're going to lose in the first round. I got them losing, and they yeah. freaking go on and win the tournament. So, so it's yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Um. I now Gonzaga's losing a lot. I, I saw that they're the they're the predicted number one for next year. I don't get that because they're losing a lot of talent. Jalen Suggs is going pro. Tim's is going pro. Um, I don't know how how good their freshman class is going to be next year, but uh, I don't. Again, they probably be a number one seed because they play in a soft conference. Yeah, they played Nick Paddywhacks. Who they play? Yeah. Now, now I will say they did have a good non-conference schedule this year, mm-hmm. and I kind of wish we could have seen Gonzaga versus Baylor at the beginning of the year, but that got canceled because Baylor's COVID cases. Yeah, so we could have seen this game earlier in the year. Uh, and maybe this game will have been closer because they've seen each other. But, um, but man, I, I never thought Baylor was ever going to be a basketball school. I mean, I, I remember growing up, they were so bad. Yeah, they were bad, yeah. And then you had the whole thing with the uh, the player getting killed mm-hmm. um, and the coach covering it up. And I'm killed by a teammate, no less. And so, yeah. Now, I think what's crazy is Scott Drew got there. He rebuilt him. He got him up to being, a obviously, a championships-level team. They won the championship in the year that the player who murdered his teammates up for parole. So, so he spent his entire life, his entire adult life so far in prison, deservedly so. Mm-hmm. And finally, the year he might get released from his crime against a Baylor student and Baylor teammate is when the year Baylor actually wins the championship. So I give Baylor credit for sticking with Scott Drew this long. I mean, what was it like from ni- 1946 until like 1999? They got in the tournament two times. Yeah. So if, if I was Mark Few, I would schedule as many good teams at non conference play 
especially if you have freshmen and sophomores coming in, just so they can get the hang, you know, to play really good teams going into conference. I think they, I think they did. Let me look it up real quick because let me look up their schedule. Gonzaga twenty. Because if you have Suggs and and you know declaring for the NBA draft, these newcomers or you know sophomores, freshmen have to step up to the plate because Gonzaga is always going to be in the tournament no matter what. I think. So, so let's go back. I'm gonna go back to the beginning of the season. I need to find a. I don't want it to load. Here we go. Gonzaga. So I'm gonna go to their official website so we can see who was who was scheduled this year. Thirty-one and one. Of course, that one being the last game of the season. Baylor. Mm-hmm. Um. So they start off the season. Uh. So they beat Kansas, beat Auburn, beat West okay. Virginia, canceled against Baylor, canceled against Charleston State, canceled against Southern. Let's see. They beat Iowa. Okay. Huh? They beat Virginia. So then they got in the conference play. So they had a decent non-conference schedule. Yeah. So they need to keep it up. Um, now, that again, this was, this was probably the worst Kansas year that they've had probably in a decade. Um, Iowa probably was their best year, but it was still Iowa. I mean, who are they? Uh, West Virginia. player team. West Virginia was a, was a decent team this year. So, I mean, I think they, they need to keep doing that, keep facing a like, schedule like the Michigan State schedule. Schedule these teams out there that um, are going to test your young players because you're going to build the wins in conference play. So yeah. let them build those tough games against the tough teams early on, so they know how to they know how to re, uh, rebuild their team going into the tournament. Yeah, and then once they get into conference play, they can start whacking all these teams. Yeah. So, um, but with that, do you have any any guess on name one team you think might be in the final four next year, so we can. Rewind this and see if we're right. <laughs> um, boy, oh boy! How many people? How many kids from Baylor are leaving? Uh, I know their two best ones are leaving, so I'm. I don't think they're going to repeat. No, I don't think they're going to repeat. They might get to the final four. Um, it's just. I mean, I don't know. I would love to see Texas, obviously, because we're Texas boys. We're from Indiana, but I would like to see Texas. I don't think it's going to happen in the first year with Coach we gotta, Beard. We got to see who he gets. There's, there's like a thousand. Yeah, see kids. who he gets. Yeah, like, I think there's like a thousand kids in the transfer portal, and so I mean, there's a good team. He could build a good team just off the transfer transfer portal and JUCO. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't think Houston would be there next year. No. Um, I don't know. You have to say like Michigan, or you know, what if? You know, Duke is up on the coming, or Kansas, or you know the usual teams. Yeah, I think a team I mentioned before as a, I think a Final Four potential team is going to be Purdue. Yeah, I know, yeah, I know you're about to say Purdue because <laughs> they're returning everybody. I got yeah, I mean, everybody. I think it's one uh, and like a team that's going to be. And this isn't just me being from uh, growing up in Indiana, me saying this, but with what Mike Woodson's done so far with the transfer portal and with his retaining the recruits, IU might. Mike might be decent next year um, because he's, he's got a good solid squad. He's a good coach. The things he is saying, how he's going to manage the team and, and their offense. I mean, they, they may make a run next year. It may be a year too early, but I like what he's doing there and the coaching yeah. staff he's building there. Um, but of course you can't rule. I mean, I, I think a team is going to take a big step back next year is going to be North Carolina because they lost Roy Williams. Yeah. They hired the, uh, the bench coach, didn't they? Yeah, I mean, a former player. I'm sorry, I'm blanking on his name. Oh, my God. 
I know who he is too. I just I'm blanking on his name as well. Former NBA player, North Carolina men's basketball. Uh, Roy Williams. He's our coach. He's our coach. Hubert Davis. That's right. He used to be like an ESPN analyst. I didn't yep. he? Yeah, before he went back into coaching. Yeah, good hire, yeah. I guess. You know. Yeah. Um, uh, one team that. I was not thinking about for next year. I think actually might be decent next year is going to be UCLA. They went on a hell of a yeah. run. They're returning most of those players. Mm-hmm. I think they might be able to make a run next year. So, damn, it went quick too. <laughs> March well, Madness season, season started. Season started late. The season was yeah. weird with a bunch of teams shutting down. I uh, I like what they did by Indiana did a good job putting this tournament on. Only one game got lost due to COVID. And mm-hmm. really, they could have probably played that game because most of those cases came back as negatives. Um, but yeah, it's. I was surprised they finished the season. I really was. Yeah, yeah. I'm not. Gonna, I'm not going to be surprised if any sport finishing now because after what the NFL did without having games that, uh, or having a bubble, and then with, I mean, it got a little messy there in the middle of the NFL season, just like it, it got did. messy a little bit there with the NCAA. But. Um, yeah, basketball. I mean, NBA has been holding it down so far. Baseball's in their second season of this, and actually has some fans in the stands. So we'll see. Uh, I feel like it's slowly but surely coming along, and so we could finally have 100 percent capacity. Yeah. Well, yeah, we already seen that in Arlington. Yeah, <laughs> so. Yeah, but I mean, they, they only do that because they know they're gonna ha- they're gonna have a couple thousand fans anyway. <laughs> yeah. So um, my, my concern though is there's there are certain pockets around the country the cases are rising up again. Yeah. Um, but. I mean, we'll see. We'll give it a shot. I mean, I know the NBA is doing a good job of keeping the fans away from the the court. Um, they're doing a lot of testing, so I mean, yeah, I, I, I have no problem. With, I don't think they're gonna have any problem finishing the season. Me neither. So, now speaking of of season, uh, we're getting into draft season for the NFL. We're I think two weeks away. Uh, yeah, the last days of April, I believe, twenty ninth to thirty first, or something like that. And so um, last week was a big trade that shook up kind of uh, what was going to go on in the top 10. So Sam Darnold got traded from the Jets to the Panthers. Mm-hmm. Um, this obviously means the Jets are taking a quarterback number two. Because um, if they had any faith in Sam Darnold, he had so many weapons to choose from or offensive linemen. Uh, Sewell was there. Um, many thought the Panthers were going to try to trade up to take a quarterback. But now I think they're going to roll the dice with Darnold. And I think they're going to stay where they're at. Um but do you think the Panthers gave up on Bridgewater or do you think this is more competition to see if they can get more out of them? Um, I think they gave up on Bridgewater. I honestly, I liked, I'm a Bridgewater fan. I, I like what Bridgewater did uh, with Carolina. The receiving, he had a pretty good, uh, like a few uh, wide receiver as a weapons. Um, I still, you lost your best weapon early on the season with Christian McCaffrey. You did. You did. So now is Sam Darnold going to have, a better season now that he has McCaffrey there or he reunites with Robbie Anderson. Um, possibly. I, I honestly don't think he starts. I think it's still Bridgewater. I don't know what they did here. I, I still think they can get a quarterback at eight. I don't, it's unlikely that they are. Yeah. Um, I don't know what they did here. I, I, I honestly don't, but I mean, I, I like Bridgewater. I think Bridgewater should be starting for them again. Yeah. So we, we now know there's going to be a quarterback going one, two and three. So Falcons at four and Bengals at five are in line to take the first nine quarterbacks. Uh, yeah. Uh, Falcons need offensive line help, but I'm, I don't I understand why some of the mock drafts have Jamar chase at, going to the Falcons. Like they don't well, need a wide receiver. Personally, I think they're going pits. 
I think they're going to go tight ends. They're going to try to rebuild that magic that uh, Matt Ryan had with Tony Gonzalez. Yeah. Um, they need to take Sewell, but they're not going to. Um, Bengals at five need to take Sewell, but I think they're going to take Chase. And then you have Dolphins at six who are going to take probably Devonta Smith. Yeah. Or, um, I don't think you can – you could probably trade down because I don't think there's going to be a defensive player uh, chosen here for the wow. Falcons, which there should be. Uh, I know Micah Parsons, the linebacker from Penn State, uh, it might be a reach for him at number four. So possibly they can uh, trade down to get you know some more picks. Yeah, Falcons go Pitts and Bengals go Chase. Dolphins at six. I would I would want them to take Sewell because um, I think you can take a quarterback or a wide receiver later. Um, yeah. But, I mean, Devonta Smith, I mean, if he's still there, that's, that's Tua's guy. Uh, you can get like Kadarius Tony from Florida. Um, well, I mean, I I would take Sewell, and then I would take Rondé Moore. I mean, he, I think he's the best. I think he's going to be the best wide receiver in this draft class. Yeah, and, and and he's looking. A lot of people having him like late first, early second. So uh, mainly because he didn't play a lot last year with Purdue. He had he had an injury that, but he didn't really also didn't want to play because he didn't want to hurt his draft stock. But he did play a little bit, so it was it was a weird thing for him. I think he's he's a great receiver, um, but I think the Dolphins are going to probably go Devonta Smith, and then I, I mean I think the Eagles, the Eagles maybe will try to move back up and maybe get Sewell if they want him. Yeah, I they'd have to get past Cincinnati. I think they want to protect uh, Joe Burrow. You know, if, if he plays next year after that that injury, um, they but, but Chase is his guy. Chase is his guy. Yes, um, they lost. <laughs> they lost. Um, Oh my God, I'm blanking on him. Wide receiver, Cincinnati. Who? What team are you talking about? He, Cincinnati. He went to the Arizona. Oh my God, I'm blanking on him. Oh, uh, AJ Green. AJ Green. I was going to say AJ Brown. Of course not. It's tied I was, I was thinking University of Cincinnati. <laughs> <laughs> they lost AJ Green. They don't really have, well, they have Tyler Boyd. Um, I think they should go offensive tackle right here with uh, Sewell to, to, to help out the quarterback situation. I, I agree too, especially because he got hurt because they didn't have an offensive line. Exactly. Um, I think if he doesn't get taken by the by uh, the Falcons or the Bengals, I think the Lions will jump on him at seven because I mean, if all the receivers like Pitts, Chase, and Devonta Smith are off the board, you have your new quarterback in Goff. I mean, bring him in there. You have Swift as your as your as your running back. Let him uh, block for him. Mm-hmm. Block for both those guys. Um, Panthers are not going. I mean, Panthers could take him too if he falls there. But um, yeah. I would not be now the question is where is Justin Fields going to land? Because Broncos, like we know, Lawrence going one. I think Fields could still go two, but I think Zach Wilson is going to go there. Zach Wilson. Um, if Wilson goes there, I I think three is too early for Mac Jones, so I think Fields may go the three of San Francisco. Trey Lance, maybe. Nah, it's still too early for him. The Broncos are going to possibly get in the last of the remaining quarterbacks right yeah. there. If if, if Let's say it goes Lawrence Wilson, Mac Jones. You better believe if I am the Falcons, I am calling Denver. Oh yeah, to, to trade because they they will jump at getting Fields there in Denver. Um, because I'm I'm looking after that. I mean, no, the next batch of teams you don't need a quarterback until maybe 14 at Minnesota. Mm-hmm. Um, Patriots 15. Um, Raiders 17. So I don't know. It's, it'd be interesting. 
Yeah, the Broncos are in need of you know. Uh, John Elway loves the quarterbacks, man. He's yeah, definitely no, going to want to get one. I don't think there's anything to this, but did you hear the rumor out there that Denver and New England are talking about a Cam Newton for Drew Locke trade? Why? Well, I think I think you'd be able to get a draft pick with Drew Locke for Cam Newton. And I think Cam might not be too bad because you know he doesn't have the arm strength, but he's going to be in, in Denver where the air is thinner, so he might be able to get the ball further down the field. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. I yeah, I, that's interesting. I haven't heard that one, but I mean, Especially Cam. They just, they just signed Cam Newton and to trade him. Exactly, it would be interesting. I feel like Bill Belichick would want to go, obviously, uh, defense and quarterback, something like that. They need everything at this point. Yeah, I mean, they, they, it's not the running backs. They always have like ten of them. Yeah, and they always destroy me in fantasy football. <laughs> Rex Burkhead, really? <laughs> Four touchdowns against me? Come on. <laughs> and he's always in the the waiver wire until that yeah. that one week somebody picks him up and he goes picked him up the morning of our matchup. And <laughs> Chon Chon picked him up and, and still only beat me by like, I think like five points. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, I mean it'll be interesting. I got we got a couple weeks to go. I think we may um, and we talked about this before. We may try to do like a little mock draft um, coming up. Um, mm-hmm. What we feel a team should do if we were the GMs of these teams. And so um, I think we may do that next week, maybe the week after, depends which how, how the shows line up before the draft draft night. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, but with that, we'll move on over to our NBA coverage. As we know, uh, as you know, we like to do our NBA top five. Um, I will go first. And I got my number five team, the Philadelphia 76ers. Um, they're just an all-around solid team, but – it's Doc Rivers. He always coaches the teams great in the regular season, and they can't really do much in the playoffs. So, um, I think with what the Nets are doing, they're gonna and, the, and with the run that the Bucks are currently on, they're not they're gonna be the favorite coming out of the East, even if they do get the one seed. Um, but I think they'll be they'll be a maybe a Eastern Conference Finals type team this year. Yeah. Um, my number four, I have the Phoenix Suns. Um, Devin Booker, he so far has not been bitten by the Kardashian curse. Maybe it's because he's dating a Jenner. Um, yeah, I just found that out yesterday, by the way. I, did you see the video of him playing Papa Shot with her? I did. That's the video Entirely. I saw. Yeah, yeah. So, no, yeah, she, uh, she's she been uh, at a lot of his games. Uh, I, I, I may have mentioned it on our, one of our shows months ago. Remember when he hit that shot right in Ben Simmons' face, like a really deep three to yes. steal the game? Uh-huh. That's because he did that because of that's Kylie's ex, and was it with okay? Was it with the Kardashian Jenner's dating NBA players? Like, why are they so fascinated by NBA players? Why can't they date like a, a MLB player? Well, I mean, who wants to do that? They're not, they're, it, not, they're not true athletes. Go after Bryce Harper, making some money over He's there. Making some money, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Mike, well, they can't, I guess, because him and Mike Trout are married, but. Anyway, <laughs> but, but it's not, that probably won't stop them. Oof. <laughs> that won't stop a Kardashian. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh oh. So uh, my number three team, I have what I mentioned before, the Milwaukee Bucks. Um, Giannis, I mean, they, they're just shoring up the team with uh, with some of these uh, waiver wire pickups, uh, some of these buyout candidates. Um, they're they're looking dangerous, but again, Mike Budenholzer in the playoffs, he he can't. Just like Doc Rivers, he can't he can't win. Yeah. Um, 
this is the best team Mike Budenholzer's ever coached. So if they cannot get to at least the conference finals, I don't see him surviving as coach. And that's saying something for a team that's going to finish probably top two, top three in the East, possibly for three straight years, and then being fired after all those wins. It, it, I would say that the closest thing I have to this is uh, Rick Carlisle, whenever he had three straight 60-win teams with the with the uh, Detroit Pistons, mm-hmm. and they fired him, which Indiana signed him, and he immediately got them to Eastern Conference Finals left and right um, before eventually going to D- Dallas and winning a title there. So uh, Mike Budenholzer, I mean, if he doesn't make it to the NBA Finals, at least the Conference Finals, I'm not sure he's going to make it as a coach again next year for that team. <laughs> and then my number two team, I have the, the pesky Utah Jazz. Pesky for sure. For, I mean, you have Donovan Mitchell. He's their star. Bojan, I mean, I'm fond, I have fond memories of him whenever he played with the Pacers. But outside of that, I mean, they're a bunch of no-name players just doing their parts. And yeah. that's what you kind of need. I mean, they, so they are the fundamental team where you have the superstar team-ups. I, I, I'm hoping they win it. Honestly, I mean, I hope the Jazz will beat the Lakers. I hope they beat the Nets. I hope, I hope they beat all these super teams because you need that right now in the NBA to kind of say, okay, we can win without making a super team. I would personally love to see that. Yeah. And then the number one team is the ultimate super team currently, the Brooklyn Nets. <laughs> so um, KD is slowly coming back. Um, Harden, uh, Kyrie, they're still taking their turns, taking uh, time off. I think they're all basically just resting at this point to the playoffs. Um, but they're winning games. I know they, they lost last night on um, prime time, but um, yeah, it's I don't know. I think Utah Jazz being fundamentally sound is the only team that can compete with the, with the Nets this year. Um, but that is my power five. We'll now move over to Daniel if you want to kick off yours. Top five, baby. Number five, I got the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, you know, Giannis um, tied a season high with 47 points over the Blazers. What's his name again? Giannis Atikuntikapopo. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll let you slide with that one. How do you say that? I, I just, I can never say it. It never sticks so, in my brain. Giannis. Giannis. Antetokounmpo. Antetokounmpo. I kind of stuttered there in the middle. Antetokounmpo. I'm just going to say the Greek freak, all right? <laughs> uh, Drew Holiday has been phenomenal. Uh, 26.8 points and 8.5 assists this week. He just got paid, too. He just got an extension as a reward. Um, perfect for the Bucks. Um, they're sitting at 32 and 20. I have them as number five. Uh, number four, I have the Phoenix Suns. Just because they had the little pop, uh, pop job top basketball video with the, uh, with the Jenner there. Plus, he's a pretty good Call of Duty player. But anyways... Um, you know, Devin Booker, uh, he scores the Nets, averaging 32.7 points on 41% three-point shooting. Um, they're just like a – like you said, the 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 Jazz are pesky. The Suns are pesky. They have a veteran in Chris Paul. Um, Devin Booker is doing what Devin Booker does every season. Chris Paul uh, is a miracle worker. Uh, Hall of Famer, yes or no? Oh, yeah, easily. Okay. First, first ballot, even if he doesn't win a championship, first ballot. Even if he doesn't win, he, okay. Because what he did last year with Oklahoma City, what he's doing this year with Phoenix, not. I mean, and he's not his prime, obviously, at his age. Yeah. I yeah. mean, he, he's a leader. I, I could see him being a, a great coach one day, too. I can see that. Yep. Yeah. 
uh you know they're, they're just they don't get a lot of headlines but they're quietly winning those games and they're fun uh, to watch they're actually, they're actually a fun team to watch yeah uh 37 and 15 is their record um number three i have the philadelphia 76ers um and came back after like what like two weeks three weeks or something like that um he he um had like 24 points and some seven eight rebounds the other night um so he's back and healthy hopefully uh plus their coach uh the doc doc rivers yeah um like you said i think they need to get over that hump in the playoffs um we'll see they're 36 and 17 right now in in the east so um number two i have the brooklyn nets um, I know Kevin Durant's coming back, and so once he comes back with uh, with Kyrie and uh, James Harden there at the helm, I, I'm pretty sure I'll have him at number one next yeah, week, Marcus possibly. Aldridge, you got Lamarcus Aldridge uh, there too. The super team, all that knickknack back <laughs> Um, You know they they, they had a big loss to the to the Bulls. They lost to the yeah. Bulls the other day. I will say um, they they had a very under the radar signing a, a couple weeks ago. So they signed Alize Johnson, who was a second round draft pick with the Pacers. I watched him play. He he was mostly in the G League. Not a great player. I mean, obviously second round draft pick. Um, he's mostly known for rebounding and putbacks. And he got released this year. He signed with uh, Toronto in training camp, got released there, and then just randomly got signed by the by Brooklyn about two weeks ago on a 10-day contract. Went out and had like a 30 and 15 game his first game there because everyone was hurt. Yeah. And then I mean, he, he put up like another 20 and 10 game after that. Um, they signed him to a second day, second ten day contract, and then yesterday they signed him to a multi year deal. So he's one of those guys that was not a superstar coming out of college, and now he's out there making a name for himself, playing for probably the uh, the championship favorite, and not only that, but getting signed to a multi year deal. So he's going to be around there for possibly a couple championships. Yeah, I mean that that I'm okay with that. But when you get like super team status, it's when I'm not. Yeah, but he stinks now, doesn't he? But still, but still. My favorite is like you see these players who aren't really doing a a whole lot with their current teams getting bought out and they go to these super teams and all of a sudden like Blake Griffin can dunk again. (laughs) The Marcus Aldridge can actually get a rebound again. So it's, It's like, were you not trying? You're getting paid millions of dollars you weren't trying? Come on. I, I feel like Harden wasn't in, in, in oh, he, Houston. He clearly was not trying. He and that, that's what screwed it up, man. I hated that. He's there wearing his fat suit and everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, unless he lost like 30 pounds in like two days. That's right. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think the Nets fans have anything to worry about. Um, they're 36 and 17. Obviously, I have I still have them going to the championship. Uh, we'll see. Anything can happen with these, with these players getting injured and, and for the most part. Um and number one, I have the Utah Jazz. They had a really easy schedule this past week. I think they faced like the Cavaliers. I saw them on the scoreboard with the Grizzlies and the Bulls. They smoked the Magics the other day, or the Orlando Everyone Magic. Should, at this point, they trade everybody. <laughs> yeah, they smoked them. Um, he, I mean, Donovan Mitchell, the spider, uh, averaged like 22 points on 52% three-point shooting. Um, they're 40 and 13, man. They're like up there with golden state warrior status when they were like smoking everybody in the league, but it's the Utah jazz. I give them credit out there. Um, I want to see them personally, uh, win a championship. I do them, them them in the nets. Yeah. Oh, the fans. No, (laughs) out there, but I want to see the franchise. I want to see a new team. I mean, because they haven't really been 
relevant since Carl Malone and John Stockton left. So yeah, but the NBA wants like the Lakers to win again, and I just I want to see a new team win the title. I don't care if it's the Jazz versus the Nets, Nets versus the Suns, Jazz. Versus, you know, I just want to see somebody new in the championship. Yeah. So. All right, that is our NBA Power 5. Um, we are now going to move over to MLB, introduce a new segment, the MLB Team of the Week. We are each going to choose a team. Um, I'm going to make a, a, a little rule for the show right now, because uh, mainly for Daniel at this point. Uh, what you <laughs> so, got? So we are not going to be able to choose the same team two weeks in a row. I hate you. <laughs> <laughs> um, the reason why I'm going to like this segment is because uh, we did our Power 5 last year for baseball, and we're seeing it currently with our NBA Power 5. You're going to go an entire season with maybe mentioning eight teams. <laughs> so, I mean, our our 5 has been the same. I mean, yeah, the Clippers and Lakers fell off, but we added, like, Phoenix was in and out. Now they're staying on there, and so... Um, I like this because we're going to be able to take a look at other teams around the league. Yeah. And this is also going to be talking about the last stretch since between our shows. That's going to allow us to bring a team who's having an overall bad year, but they go on a hot streak to be talked about in this segment. Cause we're not going to be talking about the best team in the league. We're talking about the best team that we saw this past week, this past week. Yep. So with that being said, we are going to start with Daniel. Who's going to be Mr. Obvious and go with his first choice. Hmm. Really? I have the Houston Astros. Homer, yes. Shocker. Shocker. Uh, I mean, if going back to opening day, they swept the Oakland A's. Uh, They split the two-game series in Los Angeles with the Angels. Uh, They did have a bad weekend. They lost the series. Uh, The Oakland A's took two out of three. But uh, the offense, man, they're still there. They're still producing runs. Altuve, Bregman, Correa, Jordan, Yuli's having a good year. I think it's a fun offense to watch. Um, the pitching's good. Um, I think some analysts um, underestimated the pitching this year without Verlander. Zach Greinke, Zach Greinke's having a good year. Uh, McCullers is, you know, so-and-so. But I have the Astros, and who knows? I mean, they have an easy schedule coming up this week with the uh, Detroit, and um, I think they play the L.A. Angels, I believe. So... Well, and you're getting Detroit with Miggy going on the injured list. I mean, he's he's out. Yeah, my he cousin Cabrera. AJ Hintz is coming back, uh, former Astro manager who led us to a World Series victory. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember them winning the World Series. 2017. I have the ring. No, All right, no, I'm going to wear it. No one won in 17 or 18. Or 2020. How about that? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it. it you know, like you said, no two teams uh, in a row. So uh, I already have a hunch for next week's team. So we'll we'll put it at that. Okay. Um, I I wanted to go with a little bit of a surprise for. I want to choose a team that we're probably not going to talk about a whole lot this season, um, unless we're truly surprised by them. I almost made a, a, a quick change before the show because the Red Sox are on a roll right now. They lost, they lost the first three to the Orioles and they haven't lost since. I mean, right now they're, they're about to beat the Orioles again. They're up 14, seven currently in the eighth inning going into the ninth inning. But this week's team of the week for me is going to be the Cincinnati uh, Reds. I almost said Bengals. the Bengals, Joe Burrow. <laughs> Joe what's, Burrow he, yeah. what's he batting? <laughs> <laughs> so, 
Um, main reason why I'm choosing the Reds is, I mean, not only they they lost the first game of the season and they won five straight. They happened to lose uh, last night, but Castellanos and Naquin are the four teammates with four homers in the first six games. Um, I saw a few of their games in spring training. They looked terrible, mm-hmm. but since the season started, they've actually been looking great. Can they keep it up? Probably not. Um, but through the first week of the season, uh, I have them as my team of the week. I, I, I like seeing fresh blood. I mean, yeah, the Reds had a couple of little big years there, like with Jay Bruce and uh, Joey Votto and all that, but they haven't really done anything um, for a, quite a while. I'm hoping they can go on a run and maybe win this division. Uh, it's going to be tough with the Cardinals, uh, but with the way they've been playing so far, at least through the 11th, of April, they are my current team of the week. Yeah, Castellanos is is hot right now, man. He had a perfect like week to start the season. Uh, will I think they continue this? No, but um, I, I still have the Cardinals win division. Yeah. Um, but they're hot right now. That's, that's what you need. Start the season hot. And it, for all we know, they could just stay on this tear. I mean, you never. Yeah, you never know. This. Never I mean. Know. It could be this. They could be the surprise. Like I, I was surprised to see the Giants being playing as well as they're playing. I think what five and three so far this year. Yeah, the Giants are five and three. Yeah, yeah. it's it's early. You know, the Washington Nationals due to COVID, they're one and four right now. But uh, Nationals. the Nationals, yeah. So I mean, we'll see. Yankees three and five. <laughs> I know you. I know you enjoy that. <laughs> I love it. They are They're tied right now. Bomb in the ninth. Rays have a runner on second with two outs. Oh, I love it. I love when the big poppy. The Yankees lose. <laughs> <laughs> so, love it. Uh, Pirates beat the Cubs earlier today. Indians beat the Tigers. Um, Joe Musgrove threw that no-no against the sorry Texas Rangers on Friday. Love it. Yeah, they, they suspended. I think due to weather, the Marlins Mets game. And uh, it will resume at one ten Eastern time on August thirty first. Damn, they're looking way out there. <laughs> so um, that's weird yeah. because I feel like they play each other way more times before you, that. So. You would think that they would, but what they did this year, I noticed that they have a lot of these series where, like, you face a team the first three games, face another team, face those first three again. Yeah. I think that was mainly COVID related, um, but. I don't know. It's, it's just weird. It's weird that they're looking that far ahead for that. Yeah, that's weird. Game, so. um, but with that, that is our show. Um, do you have anything you want to toss in there? I know uh, baseball's back and you've been wearing nothing but Astros clothes and watching nothing but Astros games. But you know, Oh, that's that's every day, even in offseason. <laughs> so, um, anything that stands out to you so far early in this year? Um, baseball or just sports in general? baseball uh still early i mean the dodgers are kind of on a tear right now i know a lot of people are predicting them to win the world series uh fernando tatis went down with the injury that's big um for the padres um no just i'm glad it's back um we're in the thick and thin of sports we have the nfl draft coming up which is awesome um we have Major League Soccer coming to Austin in about a week or two, finally. Yeah. So that's going to be interesting. I know that's Austin, over there in the, yeah. closer, closer to you, I think, in your neck of the woods. I drive a little past bit. It every day to work and home. I see the stadium. I have not seen the stadium yet. I need to make a trip over there. Yeah, right next to the domain. Beautiful area over there. It sucks because they're going to have like limited fans. So the first year. 
Yeah. Uh, worst timing they could have had to, to get their first. Uh, first That's what everybody was like. Uh, the Los Angeles Vegas, uh, not the Los Angeles, the uh, Vegas Raiders opened up that new stadium. Couldn't have nobody. SoFi Stadium in LA. So uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for the draft to come along. That's like one of the best nights of the year. Oh, yeah, because you can start thinking about the future. I love it. Yep. You start penciling those lineups and we can start planning for our fancy matchups, uh, the fancy drafts, so we know who we're gonna, where we're going to draft, like Jamar Chase and these other guys. Yep. If they, go, if they go to a team with no quarterback, eh, maybe I'll pass on them. But if, they go with, <laughs> if Aaron Rodgers is going to be a quarterback, guess what? It's first, second round draft pick at that point. Yeah. So, but speaking of that, have you caught any of Aaron Rodgers on uh, Jeopardy? Uh, the guy mentioned something about the uh, should have kicked the field goal. Yeah. Um, but I haven't really watched the full episode of him. Yeah, so um, Aaron Rodgers is not known as being Mr. Personality, and it shows in this. I mean, he's so monotone. Serious? He, he, he's, so, he, he's so soft-spoken and monotone. Um, yeah, it's just, it's just weird. I mean, he's not <laughs> the fiery guy you see out there in a football field. I wish he would show more emotion, but I, I know he's – He's just trying to go out there. He wants to do the best he can. He, I mean, he's not doing bad. Yeah. It's just, it's just that he's not like winning anyone over with it as changing the, the perception of not having a personality. Mm-hmm. So, um, but yeah, but I want to say he's, he, he's not doing bad, but he could do better. <laughs> yeah, I wonder who they're going to replace him with uh, when football starts. Well, he's only, he's only supposed to be doing like a week or two, so they keep rotating hosts until they find and, the right one. Yeah, because they're in the middle of the season whenever whenever Trebek died. And so it's yeah. like, okay, they don't want to sit there and in the same year, hire a replacement. The smart guy though. Oh yeah. And he won, he won celebrity jeopardy. Yeah. Just did. Yep. Um, he'd probably retire and take that job. I mean, if he wanted, if they got him, but, uh, um, easy peasy. I think Ken Jennings is like the clear cut favorite to get the job. Cause I mean, he, he is Mr. Jeopardy. He was like the biggest thing whenever he went on winning. Streak. Yeah. Yeah. Um, LeVar Burton's going to host it soon. I think he'd be great at it, but again, he's not, he's not we're a younger guy. So he, he'd only be on there for maybe 10, 10 years or so, but yeah, we'll see. Um, I haven't, I've probably haven't watched Jeopardy for such a long time, but I, I might check it out here and there when they get these, these, these uh, guest hosts like Aaron Rodgers and whatnot. So it yeah. works getting ratings at least. Yeah, it's California boy. He's going back. I mean, California is where Jeopardy's probably shot. So, yeah, easy peasy. So, all right. With that, that will be our show. Um, I want to thank you guys for joining us. Again, the show is on Twitch. Um, we're, we're playing around with this. We may move it over to YouTube because Twitch will take our shows down after 14 days. Uh, we're going to play around with the highlights. Apparently, that's a workaround. But, again, I don't want to sit there and have to do a highlight every single time we do a show. So, um, <laughs> we'll, we'll test out. Uh, we'll do, maybe do a show here or there on um, on Twitch and YouTube. Or uh, we'll, we'll get it figured out. Um, but, again, mm-hmm. thank you for joining us. Um, we'll be back with you guys next week. Thank you. Peace.